Welcome to The Conversation. This podcast is produced by QSource as part of Medicare's quality improvement organization efforts to share information, educate clinical staff, and encourage improvement through best practices. Each episode discusses a topic that is timely and applicable to you, your staff, and your patients. In this episode, the conversation is about mental health as it has become a growing concern during this pandemic. Quality Improvement Specialist Kathy Ray leads a conversation with Joe Henry and Angela McAllister from Groups, a recovery service mental health provider that is serving Indiana communities and how medication-assisted treatment, MAT, is working for patients. Now, let's get the conversation started. My name is Joe Henry. Thanks, Kathy, for having us today. I am the business development manager for the state of Indiana. My role is to actively work with a lot of the groups that Kathy, you and QSource are involved in, a lot of the community coalitions to try and bridge some gaps and create some partnerships so that groups is making the biggest impact possible. We recognized early on when we came into Indiana that there were a lot of communities that didn't have access to affordable and quality treatment. And so when that was kind of our goal from the get-go is to to kind of go into some of those communities that didn't um, necessarily have a treatment option and be that option for that community. And at the time, you know, we weren't yet contracted with Medicaid. And so it was a bit of a challenge, you know, the financial barriers for some folks were quite large um, and it was quite an issue. But over the last year, as we've been able to contract with all the Medicaid providers, you know, we've seen a lot of people come into treatment that otherwise wouldn't have had access to treatment. And, um, you know, we're really proud of that. We're really happy about that. That is something that we're doing across the state in 24 sites now and be glad to to share our information about where our sites are. But but yeah, that's um, just a little brief intro about groups and myself just trying to trying to bring access to care for all those that need it because there's a lot of them. And then we've got Angie McAllister as well. And Angie's one of our clinical supervisors. So Angie, I'll let you take it away. Hi, my name is Angela McAllister. I go by Angie, so you'll hear that sometimes too. I've been with groups for four years now. I actually started um, opening um, my first office in Greensburg four years ago. So I've been around um, to see the expansion and I've been around for the self-pay model. And um, I've seen the struggle that's happening in the rural communities. And like Joe said, it's been really awesome to see our Medicaid payers pick up and be able to provide more access to those in need in Indiana. My job at groups is to drive clinical quality and excellence. So um, I work with the counselors and um, provide supervision. Also, just making sure that our clinical quality is there. Tell us a little bit about the medication-assisted treatment options there. Groups is an MAT program that focuses on combining weekly group therapy. So we have an hour of weekly group that's that's required with also a weekly prescription of Suboxone. Suboxone is the only medication that we prescribe at groups. You know, there are a couple of supplementary medications to help with withdrawal, like colonidine. But outside of that, we only prescribe Suboxone and we're doing so on a weekly basis that is contingent on their participation and attendance in group. We do a lot of work to try and make sure that scheduling conflicts and, and issues with getting to their, their regularly scheduled group don't become a huge barrier. You know, we work really hard to reschedule people if they're, you know, if work work issues come up or if 
car breaks down, you know, we work really hard to have a lot of different group times so that we can reschedule those folks and make sure that they're not missing the group and not, you know, having to go without medication. We are very much a member focused organization that's trying to do everything we can to meet them where they're at. Angie, from the clinical perspective, do you want to hop in there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do whatever we can to knock down barriers um, to access, including transportation, understanding uh, work conflicts, lack of child care. And even with our um, new remote model now, this is allowing us to reach more members at a time when they need it the most. And you folks offer the medicated assisted treatment, Angela. So as far as that treatment option, are there any controversial issues for you or for groups going moving forward with MAT options? It was common practice to prescribe Subutex for pregnant women. There's been enough evidence now to support that Suboxone is safe for pregnant women to start them off the bat. So that's been a little controversial, getting the um, evidence out there to our rural community, um, sometimes um, with the pharmacist or um, providers who've been practicing for a while. It's been very positive once we've reached out, we've collaborated, we've come up with a plan. And but I think it's real important to, to let everyone know that we're not doing subject tax, we're doing Suboxone. The reasons behind it is everything we do is evidence-based. That immediate postpartum period after having a baby, it can be very hard to tolerate. It's hard to tolerate that change and it can cause a lot of anxiety. It's a lot easier from the very beginning to start them on the Suboxone, keep them on that regimen. I think that's probably the most controversial with our medication right now. Obviously, in the rural communities or just anywhere, Suboxone can, you know, may have a, a bad reputation, depending on which community that we went into. Maybe there's been a lot of diversion of Suboxone in the community, and there's been uh, just bad rap mm -hmm. about that. Well, here, maybe it's just replacing one drug for another, and just really the education behind it and what is um, drug addiction and what is dependence. There's a lot of behavioral change that is involved with um, addiction. And addiction requires a lot of negative consequences. When coming into treatment and you're getting a job, taking care of your kids and being a productive member of society, there's just no doubt that you can't say that Suboxone is not replacing one drug for another. It mm -hmm. is uh, bringing a person back to functioning and and then ultimately not doing anything illegal and taking care of their families and being able to taper off the medication and just be successful again. It's been proven time and time again, this is a really great treatment option for someone. And once we educate person's family or mm -hmm. uh, most of them are like, wow, you know, once we gave this a shot and trusted this process, you know, it's been really great. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to note, you know, Angie makes a great point that, uh, you know, Suboxone is not replacing one drug for another. Um, and, you know, and without getting into the to the, mm -hmm. the technicalities of it, because I'm not a doc, <laughs> it, there's not a there's not a high from that medication. There's a there's a stabilization. There's a reduction in cravings. There's feeling of being able to navigate through the day. And then in combination with that, if, if someone slips up, Suboxone is engineered to block the effects of opioids. It's nice. really important that people understand that we're not, you know, just substituting one for the other and that, you know, mm -hmm. you've got people continuing to live the same life that they were living in, in active use. Mm -hmm. you know, this is a medication that really allows them to get their lives back. And I think it's also important to note that we, we understand it's our responsibility in the community to safely prescribe the medication. So we do our pill count, we take this very serious. 15% of our offices have to do um, pill count. 
well, subject to, to that, they come in, they do their pill counts, they also do a drug screen, just to make sure everyone's accountable for their medication and also that they're taking it safely. Excellent. So public education, community awareness, that ongoing educational platform that we all take. This has been a great conversation and I hope our listeners have learned something from it. Joe and Angie, thank you for the conversation about Matt. For our listening audience, I encourage you to join our next conversation with Joe and Angie as we discuss behavioral health issues and coping during the pandemic. Thank you for joining the conversation. If you found this conversation of interest, we encourage you to join the conversation by visiting us online at qsource.org slash conversation podcast. The conversation was produced by QSource, the Quality Innovation Network Quality Improvement Organization for Indiana under a contract with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Content does not necessarily reflect CMS policy.